Yo, what's good, extended fam? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. <laughs> yeah. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I recommend a computer. We're professionals here. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Try to catch me slipping there. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Chip. We're brothers. We're happy and we're singing and we're colored. Give me a high five. Yo, yo, this your boy Flaw 700. What's happening, everybody? It's your boy Fresco. And this is episode 8. Eight of the podcast brothers. Eight podcast. Yeah, podcast brothers. Remixed it a little y'all. bit. Remix. Yeah. We had to make a little change. Hey, I want to talk about this week. This has been a big week for us as far as numbers go. We did a lot. We did a lot of numbers to us all across the board on last episode. We call it hood platinum. We went hood platinum. Give me my hood plaque. Tell them the numbers for my hood plaque. We basically had almost three. Hundred listeners to our podcast in six days. Uh, when we first started, it took us seven days to get to a hundred. We did almost three hundred in six days. Progress. That, that means that people was in tune. That means we Hollywood now. Yeah, you we're going to be bougie. It's, I'm, I'm gonna be sitting in the house with dark shades on. And I'm saying, think about the numbers we did. Just waiting for my platinum plaque to arrive. Through UPS. I want to shout out iTunes. Look for us, mm-hmm. the Podcast Brothers on iTunes. Subscribe and leave us a review. We need all of that. Subscribe to us on Google Play. We need that too. You can find us on SoundCloud, The Originator. Make sure, like a lot of people like texting me or inboxing me what they think. Leave it on SoundCloud. We need all that traffic. Um, hey, we got our first hit in China. China? China. Somebody... Oh, Listen That's to our podcast in China. I don't know nothing shout about out to my China, boy, but shout out, man. Now, how you love that? Shout out to China for that. We have a packed show today. <coughs> it may not look like it for those that's watching this on, what's this, Periscope? This Periscope I'm live streaming on right now. It may not look like it, but we got another guest coming. But right now, we got one guest in the building. And this the, episode, and the way it took me for the, to get this camera set up, his ass might not make the cut on the Periscope because I'm not moving it when he get here. I tried to get on Facebook <laughs> Live, but it ain't working. Because he has an iPhone. And let me tell you right now, iPhone versus Android, and shut it down. If you want to live stream anything from your iPhone, it's going to cut off half the person. It's going to cut off half the screen there. So I'm live streaming on my Android right now on Periscope, and it's a, it's a beautiful picture. Yes, I have an iPhone, but I am Android to the heart. My How story does, is complicated. Okay. I, let's, <laughs> just leave, let's just leave it like that. All right. That. But for right now, you're getting drilled for that. So that's what it is. Android How was your week, to the though? Heart. How was my week? My week was great because of this podcast, man, because of the numbers. Because of the numbers and because like the the reception that we're getting. Also, if you haven't yet, yo, check out our YouTube page, man. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Every other day, I'm saying, me and my brother, we we switch off days and we give a ten minute vlog on whatever whatever we feel like talking about. So we got a good week's worth of material up already. Tonight is my night, and once again, I'll be giving you my review on the TV show Power after episode three goes off tonight. So oh, check that out. Yeah, so check that out. Now, listen, I want to introduce my guest. He's from Haiti, right? From Haiti? Yes, sir. From Haiti. How old are you? 
21. 21 years young. So pound. And what we're going to talk, uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about the lost generation. Um, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, for sure. Um, my name is Anderson Louis Jean. Sometimes people call it Louis Jean. Louis, that's what I was going to call you. I was like, his name Louis Jean, but you said what? Louis Lejean. It's Louis Jean. What? Um, Louis Jean. Abbreviate that for everybody. It's including me. Louis Jean. It's like Louis and Jean. I'm gonna just call you Louis, bro. Uh oh. Hey. Uh oh. Look at this guy. Just well, I we told you his ass was building. not gonna make the Periscope live stream because he came in yeah. late, and I'm not moving the way I got to set up as long Pull as it took. Pull up the chair, my man Anthony Robeson Aunt is in Rope. the building, man. What's happening, homie? What's going on, man? Anthony Robeson, this is my Haitian sensation. Say your name again. Anderson. A- oh, now you Anderson. And this nigga got twelve names. Anderson Lee Jean. <laughs> like he act like you don't know my name. Jean Claude Van Damme. Got two first names as his name though. Uh, people say that all the time. <laughs> listen, Jean Claude Van Damme, right? Listen, yo, when I was in high school, they always picked on me because I have two last names. I'm, I'm like, yo, right it's, just, it's just different. <laughs> I'm special. It's different. Yeah, I see. Hey, um, Anthony, introduce yourself, man. My name is Anthony Robeson, lifelong resident of Trenton, New Jersey. Proud member of TCHS. Speak up a little bit. Oh one. This nigga smooth as hell, ain't he? No. Hey, listen, Ant, <laughs> you see that bar at the top? Yeah. That's, that's your you. voice volume. So you want that to be so, like mine, so, which is the third. Oh, so I, I gotta speak loud. Yeah. There you yeah, go. There you go. Nope. None of that sexy didn't. Yeah, you said he came in here yeah, on some LL it? Cool J shit. Yo, Yo what's going on? <laughs> what's going on, like that, everybody? That's crazy. You know what I'm lifelong yeah, resident. Yeah, you see, he tried to lifelong come in here. I'm looking. I'm, I'm looking. You know that? I'm looking for the uh, the, the photographer, the cameraman to follow behind him. That smooth ass intro. Now, um. He My said, look, he said you sound like an R.B. album. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> they on Periscope, Terry, my boy. <laughs> we live, baby. That's they, funny they as hell. Oh, this yeah. live. Yeah, this live. Yeah, this live. Oh, this I'm live, live streaming Periscope. my Periscope right now. I Shout tried out. to do. Yo, okay. That's my old roommate from Rutgers, man. Shout out to homie Gabe, man. He looked like he was 80 back in 2006. I tried to do <laughs> Facebook Live, but um, I tried to do Facebook Live, but to have the camera you, wasn't baby? working. Yo, um, I think you should move him over there. Like, we're going to squeeze up together so he can get on the camera. Trying to do that. Um, hold on, nah, hold nah, on, hold on, hold on. This is your first time here. You don't orchestrate nothing. We'll make it work. <laughs> You're not on the camera right now, but we'll get you on there. Listen, man, we, we still trying to pronounce your damn name. Now, you over here giving now, orders. Now, this episode, like we said, is about the lost generation, and my man Anderson came up with the topic, so we definitely going to um, speak to him about that first. So, um, Anderson, you told me you came to America when you was 13, right? Um, yes, yeah, sir. So, okay. I come to this country when I was 13 years old. So basically, like, basically, like, speak I have louder, speak, speak louder. louder. Yeah, speak louder. Speak louder. All right, I'm trying. There you go. So basically, um, when I first come down there, I was 13, and you know, I was really young, but still, I still know a lot about my country and okay. my, my background. Where you from? Haiti. Haiti. Okay. It. That's what's up. Passe. Okay, that's what's up. So I when believe. you when you came to America, you already seen. The difference between American kids and where you come from, right? Yes, yes, I do. What was the main? What was the biggest adjustment you had to make coming from? How old was? How old were you when you said you came over to America? I was still a teen. How? What was the biggest adjustment you had to make coming from your country to to America? Um, besides I, the language barrier, basically like the weather. To be honest with you, it was really cold. <laughs> I yeah. was not used to this. Oh, yeah. I remember when I come from the airport when I leave Haiti. 
I have a tank tops on, little basketball shirt. Tank top, basketball shorts. Yep. So when I come here, I have to put on jeans and a two jacket, and I was still freezing. <laughs> <laughs> I sleep with the heat on with a like hundred. What school did you? What school did you go to? Um, I went to Morrisville, Morrisville Middle School. Morrisville, yes. Morrisville Middle School. Okay. We might got to repeat what he says. <laughs> yeah, I'm repeating it for me too. Shit. Yeah, Morrisville High School, Morrisville Middle School. Middle school. Okay. okay, and then I transferred to Bucks County Technical High School. Okay, so I studied civil engineering from Bucks County Technical High School. Okay, okay. That's now, my first time. Now, what is what is it about the lost generation that you want to speak on? Talk to. Me. Basically, I feel like there's a lot. Young, like young people that's misunderstood. Okay. So basically, I feel like um I'm an outcast. I'm from Haiti, so okay. I have a different point of views how I see certain things. So it might not relate to a lot of people. So in a way, I feel like they need to basically get out the box and try and see things in a different way. Okay. Talk, so talk about that box. So basically, like when I was growing up in Haiti, there's a lot of things that I see at a young age. So technically, like God opened my eyes to certain things differently. So by the time I turned 13. I was already thinking like a grown man. Mm. So. You, you told me at 13, you was already thinking about what college you wanted to go to. See, yeah, at the time, like, because, like, in Haiti, so we don't have a lot of opportunities. So, basically, you have to strive to be the best you can be to get out to get out the ghetto. So, I grew up in Cité Soleil in Haiti. So, basically, it's one of the most dangerous places in Haiti still to this day. So, basically... There's a ghetto in Haiti. Well, we all know there's a ghetto in it's Haiti. It's one of the dangerous places. And ghettos in America. It's just our train of thought, which is different, right? It is totally different. Hey, how was it when um? Do you did you have family over in Haiti when that when that gigantic earthquake hit? How yeah, was that? I mean, like, yeah, I still do, but I feel like the way the media portrayed it, it was not even like that. Oh, to be honest with you. So even though there's a lot of tragedy happened, there's a lot of like people life that lost, but at the same time, they're making it like it's worse than what it is. They, they, it looked pretty damn bad. For it, it, is, it is pretty bad, but the same areas they didn't cover. Okay. All right. So basically, damn. like, yeah. Okay. So, and I, go ahead, Fresco. No, no, no. I was still listening to what he was saying. I was. Oh, okay. I, I had no other question. I now, was, at 13, you was telling me you was looking for a college to go to, right? And you said that the kids at 13 was trying to buy Jordans or something like that. Like, their, their mind frame was just different. All right. So let me break it down to you. So when you grow up in poverty, right? Yeah. So thank God he opened my eyes for me to understand and see things differently. I feel like the only way to get out of the poverty is for you to change your mind. So you basically have to have a different mindset, okay. right? Mm-hmm. So when you go up from the hood, I feel like a lot of young people, because you're young, I understand. So they're more worried about, like, the shoes they're going to get, um, the next phone or the next iPod the or the next, next video, shan- okay. video game. So I felt like when I was that age, I was more worried about my future. I was thinking like, man, like, um, I need a house. I need a car. But you know what, yeah. though? I think, like, people who come from outside countries, like, you know what I'm saying, they come over to America, to the parents and stuff like that, for them to have those opportunities like that because it might not be vast. Those opportunities aren't as vast, you know what I'm saying, in their native country. But the kids here, they don't get shown that. You know what I'm saying? They don't, like, the opportunity's already here. So basically, a lot of motherfuckers take it for granted. They don't really see the end game. It's a figure, I'm going to do what I want right now. I'm going to get this, these joys and all that. But then later on, when it comes time for it, that's when I'll focus on it. But coming from so, Haiti early, you had that mindset early because of, you know what I'm saying, what it was, what it was like for you already in Haiti, right? Yeah, that's true. But you have to understand the love. When you're in a situation, you don't really see the value of it. 
to be honest with you. Right. So a lot of young kids, right. they don't really see the opportunity. They don't really understand the authority that they have to do certain things. Because if, if your mom or your parents didn't teach you that, you're not going to know that. Right. So you have to understand that you're powerful. You can do a lot of things. Not too many people going to tell you that because they want you to keep walking for them. You know what I mean? Mm. So at a young age, I realized the authority that I have, and I'm going to use them. So my question, you had your mom you're right, and dad. You're absolutely right. So um, I didn't go out with my dad. You didn't but go out I, with your dad. No, but because, I go out. Because that seems to be the, I want to say, excuse or the reason that a lot of people say that black kids grow up the way we grow up because we don't have the dad. But you didn't have your dad. But, yes, you're right. I did not have my dad, but I did have my stepdad in my life. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, so you had a father role. So you then. had a father figure. Yes, I but do. E- but even, uh, so was he, a, was, he a big, uh, was he a big part of your mindset or was you know what I'm saying? Did you already have that anyway without him, if he was there or not? I mean, in a way, he was, to be honest with you. To okay. be able to have a man in the house, there's certain things you learn from them, right? So I feel like in our generation, so I feel like a lot of... Sorry, um yeah. That's cool. So I feel like a lot of our parents, like especially our dads, not home for whatever reason, in a way, that can affect a lot of young people. Right, right. So people need to understand that like you really need to have a father in the house. Okay. Because sometimes I don't want to listen to my mom. You know what I mean? And then he's like, well, well why not? Because, like, when you're young, you want things to go a certain way, right? So you the thing that shit. But you're right, though, but you're young. You don't <laughs> think like that when you're young. You know what I mean? Nobody was perfect. I remember when I was young, I used to play soccer a lot, me and my brother, and, I, like, a lot of friends. You nice? I'm pretty good. You ain't fucking nice. Yeah, right. <laughs> Come on, soccer ball right now. I'll show you how I play. Right, I Ooh, mean, I, we got a challenge. I didn't say I was nice. I just said you wasn't. You could be better than me and still suck. I don't know shit about soccer. Yo, you know what's funny? Yo, when I was in high school, I was so good. They still make fun of me for being good. They never give me the credit. Still to this day, they always say, oh, they call me the Haitian Nation. <laughs> it's a form of flattery, brother. Yep. That's so a, that's the way they show that they love you. So well, either either that or you really suck. Yeah, I wanted, I wanted to chime in on something real quick. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. My mind because we were speaking about um how how like the parents play a vital role in um you know the development. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, I I personally believe you can't that, see his face because his stool oh, yeah. is sitting high, but <laughs> he a smooth ass nigga. Believe me. <laughs> I, I personally believe that you know what I'm saying a lot of the values and morals. That our generation grew up on us being '80s babies, that died along with our elders. Okay, you know right. what I'm saying, and I'm saying that because just look at the way we raising our kids. Right, you know what I'm saying. I remember, and I know all of us can test to this. Street lights come on, we had to be in the house. Right, right. You know what I'm saying. When you come home from school, take your school clothes off, put your play clothes on. Right. Do your homework, then you can go outside. Like that's just little certain examples. We don't do that no more. Terrell used we to tell on me when I stayed out past the street lights, man. <laughs> I remember running home <laughs> trying to beat the street light home just so I wouldn't get in trouble. Like you're that, right. You know if saying? I knew my mom was coming home at eight thirty and the street lights came on at seven thirty, I might I might play around with eight fifteen, eight o'clock. But guess <laughs> who down the street yelling at me? Right. Jared, it, it, it used, it, it I was protecting used, you. Fuck that. <laughs> old African proverb: It takes uh-huh. a village to raise a child. True, true, you know true. true. Now, that 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 we don't use that anymore. You, you want to like? Um, can I so, speak on that real quick? Could you, go ahead. So I remember when I was growing up, even though my mom was a businesswoman, so she had her own businesses, so she was never home, right? Okay. And my dad was working full time, so I didn't really have my mom around me all the time to watch over me. But I did have a community. That right. was watching right. over me. Right. Oh, okay. So basically, like, when I do certain things, they didn't wait for my mom to go home. They took care of it. 
You know what I mean? Did they whoop your ass? Yeah. <laughs> that was no joke. That and then when you get home, too. you monster with you behind again. Right. But see, me, I was the kind, I, I wish a neighbor would. My my thing is see, this. See, 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 we just said he wish a neighbor he would. He wish a neighbor would. He wish a neighbor would. That is part of the problem right there. Is the no snitching thing a part of it too? But nah, but then also you can blame the parents too because a lot of parents raise their kids in ignorant ways. So then when another neighbor sees them going, sees their kid doing shit they're not supposed to do, the parent is the one that, yo, don't, don't, don't talk, talk to my kid like that. Right. You know I raised him in this Right. You don't do that to my yes. kid. So then that also sets a precedent in the kid's mind. Yeah, I can do whatever the hell I want that when my mom's not around. in school as well. When, yeah. you, when, when the mom comes up to the school and curse the teacher out in front of the students. Right. The, now that student who mom came up there, now he can do whatever he want now because. His mom came up and defended him, even when he was wrong. Right. You now here's here's my thing, because I, I still get confused on it, because I thought when, when I was young, I thought we was all on the same page, and I don't know why. Because in my mind, I had my first son, my first kid when I was 18, but I already knew what I had to do. I had to be a responsible parent. Right. I thought that that was the way we all thought, because when you listen to hip-hop and these rap songs, they always complain about dad's not there, and that when they have a family, they're going to do this, that, and the third. Does it seem like our generation of kids are worse off than our generation of kids? I would have to say yes. Right. And that's, and and that's my yes. thing. Like, how did that happen if we if we continue to make all these rap songs, all these documentaries about, 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 yeah. about, about dad soft. not being there? Shouldn't that make us be better parents? I think. How are our kids worse off? I think uh, we collectively, as young black parents, have an individ- individualistic mindset regarding raising our kids. It doesn't take a village to raise a child, but it actually does. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, we should be, us, especially as black fathers, we should be building each other up in parenting. I don't think there's enough programs, groups. Uh, for black fathers. For black fathers right. at all. And if right. they are, they are funded by the state. You know what I'm saying? You have to use their guidelines in uh, regards to water, different B. things. I, I, I think Get we need water. to be more independent and collective in regards to parenting. So right. can I can I speak I on that real quick? Can I can I say something? Go ahead, get, get it off your chest. <clears throat> I I feel like to be honest with you, a lot of time we get a like get really pl- we have pride and ego, right? Yeah. So basically, like we don't want people to look at us certain way because they think like we're not we raising our kids right, or sometimes we feel like oh I thought you're better than that, but you're making me look bad, right? Right. So a lot of time we get really defensive when it's come to those situation, but we don't really understand if somebody's telling you what your kids are doing wrong, it's because they want to let you know so you can work on that. Right. So a lot of time we get mad about it, not realizing like we actually hurting the kids when we do that. And see, my mom used to always tell me all the time. She said, "Look, my mom put the fair God in my heart very young. Even right. though I was a rebel kid, I still did a lot of shit. I was the kid, the curious kid. You say don't press the button. I gotta know why I can't <laughs> press the button. I gotta press it. Like I'm, I'm gonna press it. And damn, shit. As soon as I press it, damn, I shouldn't have pressed that shit. You know what I'm saying? But my mom told me, used to tell me all the time." I better not have to come home or come up to the school and one of these people tell me you was getting out of hand. I'm going to whoop your ass. Straight like right. that. I'm going to whoop your ass. Does that work anymore? Like, you can say no. that, but does that work? It doesn't work no more, right? I, I think because, you know, child protective services, yeah. Yeah. the kids are more aware that, oh, I can call Dyfus or I can call Tim and tell him I'm being abused or something like that. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy because from what I see... When you put a kid on punishment back in the day, they couldn't go outside, they dealt with it. Like, you know, they cried, and they could probably look out their blinds and see everybody having fun. But if you put a kid on punishment today and you take away their social media, they are ready to flip. Yeah, they sick. 
They are ready to flip. And the punishment putting on these children, they look at you as a parent as the worst person in the world. It's just different these days. Yo, speaking of which, man, did you hear uh, about the, um, what's his name, Antonio Armstrong? No. Antonio Armstrong used to play for Texas A&M, had a short stand in the NFL. His 16-year-old son killed him and his wife. I s- wow. I woke up to that message. I didn't read it. Man. Wow. 16-year-old son killed. What? He killed, 16 year old, he, killed he killed the wife. He killed his mom and dad. Wow. Black? Yeah. And it was other. they had uh, other children who were in the house at the time, too. They He didn't. Nothing happened to them. But he murdered them. The wife died on the scene. And Antonio uh, Armstrong died a couple hours later in the hospital. Is there any, like. Read, like, is there a reason I, for this? Nah. Or oh, get, just, get saved, bro. I, um, I, I didn't get that far. It, I, I read the article as soon as it came out, basically. But I don't wow. think they have any more information outside of Man. what they have. But that's 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 really crazy. And that's what I mean. They probably all they did was probably discipline him a little bit. I'm, I'm being they, honest. They probably ain't get him some damn Jordans. Right. right. They, they probably told him he couldn't go to a party. Now I don't want to make. I'm not making fun of this subject, but I'm telling you, it's just that easy to set a kid off these days. So a lot of us say, hey, listen. Beat your kid in school. I, I used to beat you in school. I used to beat you outside. Blah blah blah. Punishment. Can we do that to our children without them losing it and really wanting to do? You ever got beat in school? Man, listen, yo. My mom used to chase after me in the soccer field. Yeah, yeah. She used to chase after me in the soccer field. Whenever we go to a party, she used to show up in the party with the belt. So everywhere I go, she chased after me. To be honest with you, I feel like. Looking back, there was one of the greatest things she ever did for me in my life. Without that, you wouldn't be who you are. I just don't think that today those things work. We actually have to talk to our children now. You cannot beat them. So I got a question. Go who, who is the lost generation? Who Who is it? What, the lost, what age demographic would you say? I would feel like right now, like my age, to be honest I with would, you. I would say, I would say 17, 17, 24, 25. Definitely. 17, 24, 25. You know what? You wanna you wanna definitely, know the reason why? These kids now, like like these kids are more zombies than anything, man. They call them millennials. Really? That's the, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah the right. Term that's the generational it. term. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I did a little research because I ain't gonna lie. This this topic kind of you know stirred up something. Okay. Something, so. <laughs> that's why I hit you up. You know, I was like, I, I, oh I, man, he got he got his Bible study notebook out. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know I, I took notes and I, it's, it's leather bound. <laughs> it's a, it's a leather bound and smells of rich mahogany. Oh shit! You know I mean? Okay. But, All right, go um, ahead. Speak, speak your mind. Go ahead. Census, last year, okay, um, twenty fifteen. Um, they broke it down the millennials into two groups: eighteen to twenty nine and eighteen to thirty four. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I, I would say more so to eighteen twenty nine. It's fifty three point seven million kids that age. Okay. Sixteen percent of the population. Now, how much of that do you think is black? How many of that? What's the overall percentage again? It's 16% of the population at the age of 18 I'm, to 29. How many of their 53.7 million do you think are black kids that age? 14%. I'm going to say 50%. 50%? Half? Yeah. So half. So we're talking roughly 26 million kids, 18 to 29, I'm gonna say that half. are lost. Okay. That you think are gone. Yes. All of them? 50%? 50% of that. Okay. Why did it get that way? What? Do you think? Do you think this is just happening all of a sudden? Like it's, oh, do you think? How, how can I put it? Because I had it. I just had it. Do you think that this? It is was like a plan that was that put in is place. Conditioned that these kids are conditioned to happen. Well, listen, to them? this is my thought on it. And and I don't want nobody out there to take this the wrong way. One of Fresco friends got mad at me because I said something last week. She said you were sexist. My bad. Wow. Now, <laughs> wow. nobody take this the wrong way. Tupac said it. It's not meant for us to survive because it's a setup. Now, what right. I mean by that is me, 
Flaw 700, Fresco, and Anthony Robeson. It's not meant for us, but Anderson here, it's meant for him. What do you mean? Listen, listen, <laughs> listen. What do you mean? Listen. 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 What listen. do you mean? It's not meant for us. Like, we're all black here. What are you trying but to say? What I are you must, trying to I say? Must put a line in between me and you. It's the age difference, And say bro. that it ain't even the age. It's not meant for nobody like Anthony, you, or me it's to fa- survive. Okay, okay. Because we're black Americans. Black that's Amer- why. No, okay. no, 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 no. Black, unquote, Americans. We're not Americans. I just learned that. We're black. Yeah. He is a Haitian American. I'm you got black. Asian American. We're just black. This is not. I used to get teary eyed. Where, you, where are you the, getting this from? Huh? Where are you getting this just from? Just my own thoughts. Black is a label. Black is a label. I just. I used to listen to the national anthem and get teary eyed, right? But when they say home of the free and the who that's the not hell us. told you yeah. to come down? Here. I told Creative come. He said he had something about the lost generation, but I told him to come thirty uh-huh. minutes ago. He's right. late, but um, but yeah, but yeah, but that's my take on it. Okay, How did it okay. Like can that? I can I ask you a question though? Talk to me. You say it does it does work for me. Why do you say that? Because mentally, you came over here. You weren't. You're not Americanized. Let's keep it a hundred. You're not Americanized. You came over here with a different it, mindset. Well, everybody's Americanized in some kind of way. He might not be Americanized in the mind frame of the rest of the kids his age, but he's American Americanized in one way. Where you get them pants from? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Okay. That makes him Americanized because he got on the Patrick Swayze's? Think about it, though. Yeah, like, I think it's kind of retarded to say that. I'm just saying. Yeah. But listen to this, though. People are always saying that to me, but you have to understand it's your mindset. Because I mean, I have a lot of black friends that right. think differently it's the way I do. That, you know it's what I mean? Than that, if you think about it, yeah, it is deeper than it's, that, it's too. Way deeper than that. So, so people got- don't understand that, like, I feel like, in a way, you guys just been progra- you guys programmed that way since you guys was kid. You, you got to look at it like this, too. The reason why he said also, like, us three are kind of exempt from the same advantages in some ways that you and your family may have had, it's because of this. Immigrants or people from other countries can come to the United States and build businesses. Right, They can right. go to the bank, get a business loan, and build a business mm-hmm. and keep that money in their communities. Black people have been disenfranchised to where we don't have that advantage. We can't go into a bank and get a loan. We just, we, it, it, I mean, we, it, it's an exception to the rule, but that's just the reality. We can't do it. Have you tried out already? I have several people that have tried now that can't get a loan for whatever reason, but they can get a student loan. They right. can get a loan for an apartment okay. or a house or a car or something. And what? what I said wasn't trying to play you. It was not, but that's just the what. That's just how we see it. If it's not fact, I'm just telling you what we see. You can have so many people come over here and, and, and start a 7-Eleven, start a corner store, and start all these things now. Some of it is because we don't know that we can. Right. And we don't have the means to do. And you and you see the proof every day. If you look at the black community, ain't nothing in the black community black, really. Nothing. Hold nothing. on, hold on. Uncle Creative want to say a little something. Take that seat right there. Take that seat right there and say what you got to say to get about my seat when you die. You. Hey, uh, speak on, speak on, speak on. This is my uncle right here, man. Peace, everybody. I come in the name of Creative Born. And I just want to add to that topic. See, one of the reasons why African-Americans or blacks in America don't have that same advantage as foreigners, because we have no country to connect to. Right. See, a person coming over from India, first of all, coming into America, you have to add some type of value to the country. And it costs to come over. It costs like $15,000 with a family sponsor. So More than that. Foreigner, so when that foreigner comes over, 
he has a line of credit established because he's coming from a connected country mm-hmm. for number one. So when they go, when you see the Dominicans come over and open up all these stores, it's like a it's like a chain that they have within their own nationality. Okay, you come over here. We already got a two hundred thousand dollar line of credit with this bank. You're gonna open up this other store. That's the reason why blacks don't get American blacks don't have that status because we can't reach back to the Congo. We can't reach back to Nigeria right. and get that line of credit that them foreigners coming over get. That's just simply what it is. We have disconnected from Africa. So how do we change that, though? Um, it starts with black banks reconnecting with Africa. African-Americans, blacks, however title you want to news, non-foreign blacks, we have to reconnect to Africa if we want that advantage because right now, like the brother said, I can get a student loan. I can get a mortgage. A car I loan. I can get a car loan. Right. That'll put me about 300-something grand in debt. And hold But you yeah. won't give me 50000 to, to start a small my business. own small business right. loan. So with that being said, like Ho said, and I'm going to get out of here. For right now, until that shit change, all we got is sports, drugs, and entertainment. Peace. OG knowledge from the OG Cree, man. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> round of applause for the OG Cree. Yeah, round of applause for the OG Cree. There it is. There it is. You know what? To add, to add on to what he was talking about, about, you know, how um, these foreigners can, they are connected to their countries. You can say the same thing about the black genocide of boys with being shot down by cops. Now, if that was Asians being shot down every other week, Chinese, China would be ready to send nukes over here. It'd be a war. You know what I'm saying? But black people don't have a country to call their own that will stand up for us and say, no, you're not going to do that to our kids. So, until you know, we, that just like gave me said, a different perspective. I never thought about. Oh yeah, that. oh yeah, oh yeah. Connect it back to a home country. It's going to continue. You know what I mean? So I mean, I, do you think we can fix that? How do you get? How do you get reconnected when most of us don't even know our origin? It just starts right now. Whatever it is, I don't know. But whatever it is, it starts right now. And just like we talked about on episode six with Black Wealth and Uncle Creative talked about now, we got to get into them black banks. We got to get into them black businesses. Anderson, say what you want to say. Like I said, we're not knocking you. That you got it easier, because you do. <laughs> but just just, just speak on what you think you're hearing right now. Okay, to be honest with you, I feel like personally, like, I don't know. Like, people say I have the privilege. I don't really see it. I feel okay. like I have to work twice as hard for okay. me to get, way to, to get to where I you am sure right now. You sure as hell got to work twice as hard to understand what the hell you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, though, I feel like I have to do with your mindset, to be honest with you. Right. You know what I mean? I met a lot of young people like my age. The way they think is the way I think is totally different, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? The only way for you to change your life, you have to change your mind. I feel like young black men have, like, the mindset, like, they feel like they're, like, in a cage in a way. Why, though? Why, why do you think it's like that? Because though? you guys been trained that way. It's hard for you guys to see certain things and understand certain things because you guys been in the same situation your whole life. It's generational. It's, it's generational. Yes, it's like, it's like a cycle that passes generation to generation, to be honest with you. It's and a, the people that know the information, they only pass away. Right. So the, the, the next generation that comes on. No, I said this. I, I've said this many times. Shout out to my boy Black Collar. I was on Black and Lions yeah, radio show. Shout out to Black Collar Biz. Shout out to Black Collar Biz, man. Um, I was on the show. Had Jarrell call up. He was giving some insight, and he asked me something similar to that. And basically, my answer 
and it plays into what you were saying is there was nobody we didn't have all our black leaders were silenced before most of us were even born. Right. You know what I'm saying? We didn't the Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X's, Martin Luther King's, and then we didn't have fathers in the home. So most of the people who were able to bridge that information and knowledge from the sixties and the seventies were already silenced by the time we were of age to come to and realize what the hell was going on. Did right. you know did you know how we spread the information though? How? What a mouth, to be honest with you. When you're young and you hear your grandma telling you stories, your mom telling you stories. Have any of us tried to, to get a small business loan and what happened if you didn't get it? No, never crossed my mind. I mean, it's I'm, been crossing I'm, my mind, but I've been dissuaded because, you know, I got uncles and aunts that have done it. You know what I'm saying? Been to college, got degrees and everything that's tried to do it and been denied because they don't meet certain criteria. Maybe they're under the tax brackets where they feel like they can get paid back, the banks. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I. I don't know, man. It's you know, hard. I've never, I've never even attempted to try to open a small business loan right. because I already know what it's hitting for. Because just like Anderson was talking about, it's the mind. Like when you got it easier, you might got to do some physical work like us. Like it, it ain't physically easier, but when your mind state is healthy like yours, it just makes it, it makes it easier that way. We're not thinking about our college at thirteen. We're not thinking about nothing but. The fancy things in life that we think is fancy at thirteen and stuff like but, that. But so, times have you changed, know, it, though, bro. Times have changed so much to where, you know, I, I feel like also you got to look at the the age that we're in. We're in the age of information, the age of technology, to where kids, children are exposed to way more than we were exposed to. You know what I'm saying? Look at all right. For example, CBS they yeah. got show in NCSI, CSI, whatever. They got mad violent imagery, mad sexual imagery on network television. Yeah. Stuff that we were exposed to only on cable, on cable. back in the day. Yeah, Movies true. back in the day. And then again, our parents, I know my mom didn't allow me to watch certain stuff. Yep. I had to sneak to watch New Jack City. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I had to sneak to watch that. You know what I mean? She and, wouldn't allow me to watch that. And on top of that, the plan to that point, do y'all know Nickelodeon has a cartoon coming out where they have two gay parents, two gay men? On I heard about it. It's, I heard about it's it. in the textbooks now and everything. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yo, for a kid, if it, if it was an adult cartoon, because they do have adult cartoons, Cartoon Network and everything like right. that, Adult Swim. I, if it was an adult program, I wouldn't have a problem with it. But for the fact that it's a children's cartoon, like children have a hard enough time understanding what it's like to uh, for a man and a woman to be together. So you also want to further confuse the children by putting two gay men. So now you can, you're basically trying to convince kids that it's okay to be gay. It's the gay agenda, man. You know that, what I'm saying? It's crazy. Too, man. It's all about the money. It, it's I can't even watch a show on TV without two men getting it on. And then, like I say, I, right. I'm not mad at that. No, it's like they every won't show, show black up. love. They force feeding this to us to right. make it acceptable, to condition our minds for it to be acceptable. Yeah. You, you got to keep saying? fighting. Every single show. Every show. Every show. Every show. I, 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 I had to stop watching Empire, yo. <laughs> yeah. I had to, yeah. Hey, this is what I'm saying. One of the scenes, I don't know what season it was. What's the gay one name? Jamal. Jamal. <laughs> he had the boyfriend or whatever. You feel me? They had a party. I, he I looking know. for the boyfriend. The boyfriend outside. Getting the head from another from dude. An, I mean, this is on Fox. Yeah. You feel me? My daughter watched Empire. I had to call my daughter's mom to see if she was watching this episode because I don't want her to see that. Personally, I definitely yeah. don't let my kids this watch is on Empire. Fox, bro. Yeah. I don't like, know what they do, man. but when they with me, no Empire. Just think, about, just think about the music industry just in itself, man, how hip-hop has been used to... You know, influence to exploit the under the lead, underlying agenda. Molly, the dumbed down lyrics. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's so basically, not only does this generation not get it from their parents, but they're being attacked everywhere. Right? They're being bombarded. They have every, no safe haven. Who do you think the target is? I think the target, honestly, 
is black boys, to be honest with you. I think they want all the black boys eliminated out of here, man, because they know that, and, and this is some real stuff. This is real talk. You know what I mean, we hold the genetic code in our testicles to annihilate their race. But you it's, know it's black. I, I respect it's, that. It's, that's, it's black no. boys born in America because right. you can't get Anderson, like I'm saying, like you can't get a Haitian American to fall victim to what's going on on television. Because Haiti will stand. You right. No, 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 you're no, right. no. You right. You right. I get Haiti. It's him as an individual. He's I, not going to watch Empire and be like, hmm, and take any idea from that because he's already mentally strong to believe in what he wants to believe in, right or wrong. That's true. I'll be honest with you. There's a lot of things that I've seen, but you have to understand how to be able to keep certain things and filter certain things. You know what I mean? This is what right. I do. And Even though like there's a lot of things that's around me, or the way that I do it, I try to process certain things. I know this information is going to be useful to me, and whatever's not going to be useful, I just filter it out. Right. That's how it is. That's why I think that a lot of stuff we're talking about only affects American-born black boys. Right. They wouldn't put it out there if it affected their white children. Exactly. And then on top of that, too, like a lot of a lot of people, a lot of uh, uh, kids who have parents from other countries or have uh, descent from other countries, they have like a hierarchy of uh, of a bloodline. A lot of a Haitian father ain't going for that shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like <laughs> you try to bring that shit home to a Haitian father or a Chinese father. Indian like they have father, yep. an Indian father. They have morals and codes and values within their own their own culture and their own bloodline. So if you try to do that shit, like no, that's why you see a lot of parents in those cultures pushing those kids to a certain thing. Like no, our, we come a family. We come from a family of doctors. You're gonna be a doctor. This basketball shit you're talking about, man. We don't. No, we don't do that. That's this, just. This, can I, can, I, can I speak on that though? Go ahead. Go ahead. To be honest with you, like for my family, we we were poor. To be honest with you, you were poor. Yeah, poor. To be honest with you, people always ask me like, "Well, yo, what drive you for you to be different?" I say, "If you understand the poverty, then you will understand why I do certain things wait, that wait, I wait, do." Wait, wait. Not to cut you off, but this is my thing. We're all poor. But right. this ain't so though, like I said. Like, right. So, so you can't just say we were poor. So I wanted to do this. We all wanted to get out. We just did not have the mindset to get out the right way. To be honest with you. It just—I don't know. I just changed my mind. I, I see things certain this ways. Is, this is the side you don't get. You <laughs> came over here with that. If you were born in America, Anderson, you might not have that. You might. You would not have that mindset. I'm telling you right now. That's why I say it's easier for you. Like I admire. Sorry. I admire you. I admire all the other brothers and sisters that come over here from a different country. I like the way you dress. You do not have on Jordans. You do not have on a hundred dollar pair of sneakers. Your outfit probably costs twenty five dollars. I'm not joking. Wow. I'm, not, I'm not making fun of them. But what I'm saying oh is you spending your money in all the right places. Your mind is in the right place. I respect y'all. Can I speak on that, though? You're a well-mannered man. Did you just get this man a uh, um, goodwill rundown on his outfit? <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen. Listen <laughs> listen to this, though. Listen to this, though. I feel like when it's come to the black community. Cause Don't I talk go, about my clothes. Listen listen to this, though. I feel like when I was young, right, right. a lot of young black men are so worried about what they wear and they forgot what they go to school for. To be honest with you, that's the problem. That's my point. People are so focused on getting that new J's. Okay. Ain't nothing wrong with it, it, though. Ain't nothing wrong that's with it. Systematic, right? That, that but, happened over time. This is not all of a sudden. So you like, have to understand. Like we about earlier, you took the black fathers out of the household, man. Once right. they broke the the family structure in the black community, that broke everything. So then you look for other places where you can, uh, uh, where you might feel like I can get some knowledge from. So if you, so if your thing is girls, right? And you looking at the girls, you looking at the guys that the girls want to chase. Well, guess who you want to look like now? You want the attention from the girls, so you want to dress like the the guys that the girls are chasing. So you go out and you shit, so you can get the things that the guys who are being looked at by the girls you like to have those things. Do you think that like 
all kids, my generation influenced by older people? Do I say it again? I don't know, Gabe. Do you think my generation influenced by older people, by the I know, environment I don't that we live like in? Gabe, I know that. <laughs> what I what I was definitely going to ask you is, well, I'm I was going to make notice. Ask that question in a second. When you have children, and they like, it's going to become a generational thing if they don't if they don't <laughs> basically respect your hand. You see what I'm saying? Eventually, because you're over here now and you're part of America, when you have a family, and that's when you got to worry about them falling into the loop. Look, man, I sent them back to Haiti. My follower. <laughs> what's it? My homie want to know how do we change it? How do we get more people to have the perspective that Anderson has? Or Listen, Trump? so it, what it we got to do parents, is. Man. Go ahead, go ahead. You got something to say? I'm just saying this start with the parents. Let, okay. That question he just uh-huh. asked. Yeah. I feel like what we got to do uh, is, right, each one teach one, right? It's like we're doing right now. We got to right. come together and share the information that you know. The kids might not listen, but they do going to have in the back, like the subconsciously, they're going to know. You know what I mean? To be honest with you. But can I, you really force somebody to learn, though? You don't. Don't force them. Just live your life. The way you do certain things, they're going to pick up on that. I have a little brother. He's 16 years old. He's just like me. And I, I just realized whatever I do, he do the same thing. Uh-huh. Right. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially, like, if, if you're the older brother and you have a younger brother, the certain things that you do, he's going to follow. There are exceptions to the rules, though. You That's not – oh, listen. My brother, because just like you said, I, my brother's 30. He just turned 30. And we are nothing alike. Nothing alike. Everything <laughs> I did – he didn't want to be like me. Same thing like same thing. Same. Want to be a musician. Listen, I have an older brother as well, right? Totally the opposite. Totally different. You know, he went to jail. He got something happened doing stuff me like that. Me and this dude the opposites. But listen though, the certain things that happen, I feel I have to do with your mindset. Me and my older brother, we grew up in the same household, same mom. We always together. We always do the same thing together. How did he come out different than I am? Okay, here's my he question. He is different. That's why. Here's my that's question. That's just who he is. He, you got him. an older brother, right? Yes. And he went to jail. If you don't mind me asking, what was he in jail for, allegedly? You know, when you're young, you know, you do crazy, stupid things with your friend in high school. You know, he got, a, like, a DUI. Okay. So he, he was partying in the night before, and in the morning, he was going to the bank to get some money out and stuff like that. So he got pulled over. And, you know, we're Haitian, so, we don't, you know what I mean? Like, we're not going to let certain people talk to us the same way. Oh, so the it, police officer in Haiti tried to disrespect No, no, no. It's over here in this oh, country. Oh, it's in America. Yeah, it's in this country. So he got pulled over. So I don't really know the whole story. So he didn't like the way the police officer is talking to him. So, you know, Haitian got this own mindset. Like, I don't know you. You don't know me. I show you the same respect that you show me. Okay. So basically, and, I, mean, and he I think be glad they, that didn't happen in 2016. Right. So I think they got into it, whatever, for whatever reason. So he got arrested. One thing I didn't understand is he was drinking from the night before. You know what I mean? It's not like he was driving drunk. Okay, okay. So I don't understand. Why, I, just, did, I don't is, understand why did he? Why did he have? I was just. This is in New Jersey. No, it's in PA. 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 Oh God. That, yeah, that, Commonwealth. Duh. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> and he's black. He's not Haitian yeah. over there. He's right. Black. He's black. They he, don't. They don't pull the car over and look at your ID. Oh, black. he's a Haitian man. Yeah. They're looking once, at you. Once as you black. cross that border, man, you, you're a black man. You feel me? So he's gonna get treated like all black men get treated. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when people say that like, uh, like I'm more accessible to the rules, I don't believe that's true, to be no, honest no, no, with no. you. No, 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 never said that because, like I said, you are black. When you, listen, when you walk out there, you're a black man. All I'm saying is your mind state is just a whole lot Speaking of which, better. did you hear what that dumbass dude Bow Wow said? Speaking of lost generation. What'd he say? Talk about lost. He said, he said, uh, uh, um, I'm paraphrasing. He said that basically... What's going on in the world with blacks and, and civilians doesn't pertain to him because he's mixed. Because he's mixed. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. But before we get his attention, does he has an album coming out? Shad, Who? Shad Moss? Because he might. Can you be that dumb? That's what I'm saying. No, I don't think he has. It's it. an attention think, thing. I don't think he's promoting any music. 
So I don't think he's promoting music. So you mean music. to tell me? I really me, think he that was a genuine, heartfelt remark. So you mean to tell me because he was rapping since he was like 11, 12 years old, he wasn't able to pick up no books. So he's just common sense and book smart. For him to say that, like he's basically, basically what I get out of all that is these rich he trying, rappers. He's trying to protect his bread. Yeah. Right. They're not. They're basically trying to tell you they want Trump to win. Right. They're basically saying that. Like Nick Cannon. Bow wow. Like what Nick Cannon say? Nick Cannon said he's not voting until blacks get equal rights. Don't quote me on that. Something like that. But Nick Cannon does not have that power. He's like, I'm not. He said, I'm not voting. Nick Cannon. You said the same thing. <laughs> you said, yeah, you did. You said you're not voting. I did say I'm the not same voting thing, either, though. Bro, but I'm not, I'm not. I can't influence the world not to vote. I got my own opinion. Nick Cannon right, is trying right. to tell the world, black he, people. He, but like you said. Celebrities take a part of that too, though. Right, man. just like you I said. I don't have millions of dollars, so Trump can't infect what the money that I'm bringing in. Like it's basically like an agenda. I know what they're saying, but there's hidden agendas, and they're trying to go around it without telling you, "Hey, we want Trump to win." What did Nick Cannon say it again? Because I like Nick Cannon, man. I don't want to not like. You got to look it up. I think he's funny. I, I like Wildin' Out. I ain't say I like him, his music. Him and a few of his boys, or wherever he went. What did he say? What it change the mindset with media rappers, athletes, actors make spending cool, make money, make spending, money spending, spending money looking cool, right, right, instead of saving. But right. that's that's wow, that's a good point. Wow, that's a great point. That's a super good. That's point. a great point. Can I speak on that though? Go ahead. Okay, so okay, everybody's so quiet. Like. <laughs> <laughs> you Wait for you. Okay, I'm doing it. I'm just playing with you guys. Calm down. Sure, Waste the minutes. I got like, shit to say too. Goddamn. So. Man. <laughs> Speaking about finances, right? Speaking about money, I feel like a lot of time when you come from the hood and when you get an opportunity jumped on it without thinking about how many opportunity. People yeah, because you're not thinking about how many people it's going to affect when you say certain things, when you do certain things, because you don't know who's listening to you and who's watching you. I feel like, especially as a young black man, I feel like when you look up to like another celebrity, whoever that might be, so when they do certain things because you're young, so you think it's cool because you because you like basically like look over those people. Who'd you, know you look I mean? up to growing up? Um, good question. I don't did know. Did you have Did you have any uh, American influence role models, like like uh, athletes or anything like that? Nope. Well, at the end of the day, we still got that slave mentality because these rappers and athletes, you can tell them to they. Oh, the f- hey, yo, speak on that shit you were saying on the um about DJ Khaled album. What about it? You said the uh, the um, you said it in the video on YouTube. What I said, uh, the rappers uh, was uh, talking about it. Yeah, because you bigged up Nas and and, and Kendrick and, and Sean for the message that it was given. Yeah. But it was a song with somebody else. I think it was the Jeezy song. Yeah. But it was like, it was coming like, 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 uh. I'm not a fan of a bunch of guys, a bunch of rappers getting together and praising money but putting down women. I think right. it's gay. And if you are gay, it's nothing wrong with that. Come out the closet. But at the end of the day, look at the message that you're spreading. And that's part of the lost generation. Right. How right. many rap songs have we heard where guys continuously put down women but brag about hanging around their boys? It's got to be like. It's all about the money. It's all about the money. It ain't about the money. You can make a club song, a stripper. You can make a song and not talk about you don't want to be around women. You want to be around your homies. If you think about it, though, look at Lupe Fiasco. He made some good music, nobody but listened to it. He, nobody listened to it because, because, yeah. you know what I mean? Where he like, at now? Lupe? Where's Lupe? Where is he? He doesn't make any music anymore. He retired. I think he still makes music. I mean, the but last album that he dropped. mainstream. 
Yeah, be, you know, he for might whatever. Even be an independent artist at this point. Because for whatever reason, the media I want you to do certain things. For you to get big, you have to do certain things. Yeah, but they and, pimping you, and that's a part basically. of the lost generation. If you take somebody in the ghetto who got nothing and say, "Listen, we'll give you a million dollars if you do this," they're going to do it. You got to promote this when you when you in a magazine, throw this sign up. Wear these jeans, right? Smile mm-hmm. like this, and but, that's why Nas said in his song. Start your own label, sign yourself. Right. That's a major key, and that's what these guys need to do. These guys keep signing these. They're not making millions of dollars. I mean, they got a lot of money. Like, let's say they get a quarter of a million. Sounds like a lot, but it's really not. You can't take care of your family with that. Nah. And then like, you, you paying that advance back. You got to pay that you back. You are. And I, then, I don't think a lot of people realize that. You sign, those, you sign that record label deal to a, a, a major record company, and they, your advance is however many thousand. That's a loan, bro. Right. Yeah. If right. you don't perform or if whatever it is you're going on, your album not being pushed or whatever like that, if you don't get that on the back end, bro, you're, you're, you're fucked. You're and, in debt now. And, Jeezy, and you got to pay that back. And Jeezy was in that song. And speaking of Jeezy, there was a picture circulating around graduation. What did his son graduate from? College or high school? Which one was I wasn't sure. I don't it know. was like either college or high school. But yet, when this man raps, he's rapping about trapping a diet. His son just graduated, right? And last time I seen him, he was arm in arm with a woman. Probably engaged and married, but he keeps that private. But his rap songs, it's about disrespecting well, women. Well, lately, though, Jeezy has been a little bit more conscious in the way he's been rapping, though. That last album, Church in the Streets, was a little bit more political I dig than it. Trap or Die that, or any of but that. But that DJ Khaled album just dropped the other day. And he on the song with this young boy, and it's just like, don't trust these hoes. Get your money. And you know what else, too? I can't keep listening to that message. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I I I think also, too, like, you get, I think a lot of artists might get lost in 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 what it was that worked for them initially. So if Jeezy first comes out and it's trapped or this, that, and the third, and it's booming left and right, I don't really see how he could take that out so of like, his music and so, still keep being as popular so as he was before. Like they want to stick to the script wanna, that made them basically. Hot. Like how 50 Cent just stay bulletproof down. Basically. He hasn't reinvented himself He's still yet. bulletproof I got down. a question. Exactly. Okay, I, I got a question. And don't quote me on this. But ASAP Rocky said that he's ASAP. in Beverly ASAP, whatever his name is. I don't listen to him. <laughs> ASAP said that he's in Beverly Hills and he don't know what's going on out here, so he ain't gonna speak on it, right? He says he wants to just continue to make music to uplift people. Here's my question. What song has he made that upslips anybody? You know what though? He he was actually on a Breakfast Club. Remember that uh that picture you sent me with um him being quoted? Yeah. He said he was misquoted because he did a print interview and he said that the person who was doing the interview intentionally misquoted him because he didn't phrase his words like that. Basically what he was saying was what he said in the interview was that he was like, look, I know what's going on in the streets. I know it's not cool. Somebody, some people are losing brothers, moms, sons, and everything like that. But he said, I'm not the one with me being who I am and sticking to true to myself. I'm not the one to lead it. Like I'm not Cole. I'm not Kendrick. But once it gets started, then like I can back it up. And be more supportive of it, but me as a the initial catalyst for it, that's that's not me as as a so person. So who gives the green light to all these rappers to disrespect women? Why can't you talk on one thing, but every rapper can seem to say f these women and f everything? I, I'm I just agree. getting money and getting Jordans. You know what? I think it it boils down to you got to look at um straight out of Compton, okay, and think about how when before. Um, NWA came out in 1988 or whatever year it was. Okay, rap was more conscious. You know what I'm saying? They we was had, the they was the group that took it left. Exactly. So once that went left, the whole thing went left. Yeah, the paradigm shifted. So right. exactly. So that plays a part in that, man. You know yeah, what it yeah, is absolutely. though? It's like when you do something wrong and then you don't correct it, all the people think it's gonna okay to do the same thing. To be honest with you, yeah. 
if you think about it, like you know, like you said, if you you have to go back to the foundation to understand, like how did we change from conscious to what we're doing now? It's because somebody Cause did it, sold. and then it's when somebody sold. did it, people think, oh, it's okay because they do it. And look at how and then they also, get. and also, there are actually people who are really tired of following suit. You know what I'm saying? So, if you follow, if you look at a, a list of people who follow suit and don't get what they're trying to get out of it, how long are people after them going to continually following that path and not getting nothing out of it? So eventually, you're uh, like it's natural for somebody to break off and go left and do something completely different to try to get a different result. I personally really think hip hop is a part of why we're lost. It is hip hop. You want you know why? Because hip hop went corporate. Yeah. Once once the elites, the powers that be, figured out that hip hop was here to stay, and they could make money off of it. Mm-hmm. Just think about how rap was in the quote unquote golden age of the eighties. Slick Rick, Houdini, when right. see. Then we get to the nineties, the early nineties. You know what I'm saying? Um, p- uh, Public Enemy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, De La Soul, Digital Planets. You want to know some crazy quest? How many of these new dudes can actually break dance? Ain't that hip hop? That's hip hop. That's how one of the elements of hip hop. How many of these new dudes can do graffiti? You will get clowned for break dancing. You will get clown right now. But guess what? You won't get clown for wearing a Kango and a Dookie Gold right. chain. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Right. And a, a kilt. Suit. And that's all from the same era. That's, that's, that's the origin. That's my point. It's like, I think when you come out with an album, tell your story. Your first album should be about your struggle. But you cannot be four or five albums in talking about how you used to move that Because I don't believe dope. 50 Cent right. no more at all. And I keep saying his name because I really liked 50 Cent when he first came okay. out. I mm-hmm. loved 50. That right. was my boy. You know what I'm saying? But how many times could you shoot up somebody? Right. You know what I'm saying? How many times can Like, you- we see, and you see now, 50, you owe millions right now to what you call it, BM, for that. <laughs> you so that you can't brand? really. Does Jay-Z fall in that too? No. No? <laughs> no. I, nah, I, I would say now, no. Nah, I, I think, because no. you've, seen, you've seen him mature with his music. Right. You've seen him mature he, in his he music. Made, he made it cool for us to wear button-ups. Okay. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Like he he he's, he's rapping about he's, he's a rapping real about trendsetter. he rapping about art and, and art and Basquiat Basquiat's and, and you know what I'm saying stuff. Like, that's rich. That. Like, that's rich stuff. When that's, I can't relate to that. Though. You can clearly see that's a place where he is in his but, life currently. So but, if he was still rapping about hustling and Marcy projects, he'd be like, come on, hold. We like, also understand that Jay Z is just one person. Like, how right, many right. more Jay Zs can there be? Like, like there will never be another. So that so how does that that affect us in a negative way? Because we're trying to be somebody that can never be again. He's that huge. I think we living through him. I think we live vicariously through him. Like the things he talk about, the life he live. All celebrities, really. I think they are just idols for us to worship. So right? should Jay Z do more when it comes down to listen, when it comes down to the police shooting and, listen, and they even all the violence on ourselves? They all should do okay. more. But once you, we gotta understand this for it. We gotta be real clear about this and understand this, yo. Once you in America have and you're black and you reach a certain plateau. And you reach a certain amount of money, you make you have in order to maintain that, you cannot do anything for the progress of black people. Reason why I say that, think about this for a second, okay? Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> I just brought her name up. Too. Where did she build her school? Africa. 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 Mm-hmm. Jay Z. When he did them pipes and shit like that, where did he do that? Africa. He made, he got a whole village running water. Yeah. You feel me? Akon. What is he Acon, doing? Yeah. He just made a whole thing, like six million people or something get electricity. Yeah. Why none of these people put their money African. together and built the school for us, yo? Whoa. Say it again. Why, Why don't we have hospitals? Have... He's African. Say it in the mic. He's African. So Akon took care of his people. His own. He took All right, care that's cool. Point so why won't, cool. why won't these black Americans because do that for that people? Not have you know what it is? Do anything for black people? Do you want? That's what's gonna happen. What? Do you know? bus going. 
drugs on your tour bus. Yes. Sex scandals. Mm-hmm. I believe all of that. You are right. You know what I'm saying? All that's going is they're going to try to destroy your image in the community, in the black community, in, the, in front of the world. Look at Dave Chappelle. He yeah. turned down $50 million because he knew what was going on. He knew he had to sell out for that 50 mil. He was already yeah. feeling like he was selling out, doing certain skits on that show. Right. They offered me 50 mil. He left. Ain't telling nobody we went overnight. Crackhead. Oh, and the next thing you know, crackhead. right, he a crackhead. crackhead. That ain't no he crackhead. over in Africa chilling. They he said Dave Chappelle about as big as me. <laughs> no, <laughs> Dave, Dave, no, he Diesel. Yeah, 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 I said Dave yeah. Chappelle Diesel. Diesel yeah. Anderson, what's up? Maybe his face is exactly the same. I was going to say, I feel like the problem is we don't really know who we are. Right? That's one problem. Knowledge I feel like is, we is huge. we so focusing on other people, not focusing on ourselves. Right. So me, so, me personally, I don't not worry about what kind of music they put out there because I know I'm not gonna listen to it. I was going to ask you that. You don't what you don't listen to hip hop or, or I I do listen to certain music, but I know it's the certain things I don't want to listen to because I feel like it's, if you're not adding value to my how life, old are you again? why do I need to listen 21? to it? I'm 21, 21. years oh, old. Okay, it makes sense now. Things so starting to make sense. Okay. Because I feel like me personally, the certain things I choose to listen to, because the way I looked at it is like yeah, I know he is et. See? Yeah, he he um he do um he go to different colleges around the country. He, he gives uh he's a motivational speaker. My little brother listens to him all the time. He just answered a question on uh what's that periscope? Periscope. Just in case yeah. Yeah. Why the fault. subject changed it quick. He going Anderson. So basically, like, it's like I feel like a lot of times we need to understand who we are to be able to teach our kids. You know what I mean? A lot of time, I feel like we, as a young people, we so focused on other people, not focusing on ourselves. So basically, like we worry about like what other people are doing. We're looking at the celebrities and stuff like that. Now we realize like made that they I was about to say doing their own things, that. right? But they do not understand why it's affecting us because they're not really conscious enough, right? Yeah. But us, I feel like we have to understand. Like, look, man, they're doing whatever they're gonna do. They're speaking certain things I cannot relate to. I'm not gonna be. I'm not going to pretend. I'm not going to pretend somebody that I'm not. I'm not going to pretend to live a lifestyle that I'm not or I can't afford. I feel like personally, the music industry they only do certain things, they only dress certain way because they want black. They want us to spend our money. Right. If you look at it, right, when somebody wears something on TV, everybody want it. And isn't black people the most mimic? Race on an entire planet, everything from us. Yo, that's how everything. I feel when you see white people um, doing our dances. Yeah, like you can go to China, it looks great. and those people know rap albums back to back. Can't speak English, but none they of dress them like us. them and everything. None of us will go to war. War with us. It's, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> you know, you know though, what man. it is. We don't understand the power that we have. That's one problem. It's all designed for it to be that way, though. You know what I'm saying? None of this just, just happened overnight. Like, right. we don't know who we are. You got to dig everything. into it. You got to go years you and look at centuries back, this bro. Is, every, things that's happening right now, whether people want to admit it or not, are directly linked to slavery. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah that's what I'm saying. You got to go centuries back. Let me ask y'all this. And I, and I think about it, too. Of course, it's a link to slavery. Because here's my question. I'm going to attempt to stop saying the N-word. And here's why. Okay. Even though... Everybody says that when you take the ER off and add the A, it's different. It's a term of endearment. But here's my thing. Why is it that we can't continuously call each other king and queen, but the N-word rolls off our tongue so easily? I have to remind myself. Because you were conditioned that. You were taught. You were taught that. You were taught that. You weren't taught to say king and queen to whoever. Right. Like, huh? I said, you don't hear me say that Right, because you, right, you don't know, Anderson, right, because you're not conditioned let, to let do me, that. Let me do something real quick. Anderson, okay, so things are starting to be clear to me now about you. You know what I'm saying? This is not negative or anything. I'm just starting to gain more the more I hear you talk. Now that I know you're 21, you, you weren't born here, right? You were born in Haiti, right? Yes, sir. When, how old were you, you got to America? 13. 13. You were 13. So from the time you were born to you were 13, you were living in Haiti, living under your parents' guise. 
not, not, I mean, you know some things about America, but basically you know where you come from. You know who you are. You know where your family are, and you know where you come and from, you have right? And you have a knowledge of you history knowledge and tradition. You have a knowledge of history of yourself and your family, right? Yes, sir. Now, I would go out to say 98 to 99% of black people in America do not have that at all. Me? We don't know who we are. We can't trace our family tree back to the village or tribe to where we really come from. Right. So certain... That's Aunt Rose speaking, everybody. I'm going to call them like mental viruses have been implanted in Mm. us. You know what I'm saying? The Willie Lynch letter, whether it's real or not, the information that you get from it exists. And And you can see it. You can see it. The the dissension between us. Right. You know what I'm saying? We've We've been taught to be a consumer race since slavery. When the slave master, after we did the work for the slave master back in the day. Now, I know I'm getting deep, but I'm going to bring it Talk back. about it. You know what I'm saying? Back in the day when we were slaves, us as black people, when you did your job as a slave, the master used to take you and you, you could work for another slave master, whether it's playing the fiddle, whether it's tending to their kids, you, and you got a little pay from it. You got money from it at the end. Now, Dr. Umar Johnson teaches That's that That's once that slave got that money, he was not allowed to save it or do anything for his family. He was he was allowed to spend that on corn liquor, and had to get drunk. And the master said he better not never catch you spending on money on building your family up. Who had the liquor? The owner. The owner. So basically, I'm paying you. Basically, what you're saying is you're giving your money right man. back. Exactly. We now go about, work for the man. Think about that, and for we a go second. straight to the mall. That's slavery. And that give was it right slavery. Back to the now, man. Now, fast forward four hundred something years earlier. Later. How do we but change it's an our mindset? Agenda, Gabe. How it's not do just we? A, it's just not one per, one person can see it, but it's got to be a collective with a, like multiple people and all people. Like one or two people could see that it's different, but if everybody doesn't see it as a whole, if everybody doesn't know that they're a consumer, then everybody's going to continually be just be Listen, consumers. This Once again, Fresco answered the question on Periscope. You, my fuck. We, can we, I can I can I say something real quick? I remember when I first come to this country, right? I used to wear, I used to wear the same pair of shoes. Same to this every day to school, to go to school, right? Okay. So I remember I used to get picked on because I wore the same pair of shoes, and then you know after a while it's kind of getting to me, and I realize I don't know why they're making fun of me when they don't realize they're spending money and nonsense stuff. They don't. They're not going. That's not basically right. Not valuable. They didn't know that. They didn't know. And then we didn't know. Yeah, we didn't know. As I get older and I start realizing, I'm like, you know what? Now I understand why they do certain things that they do. But how can you get out that mindset? It's How can thoughts. you look at it? He's like, you know what? Instead of spending like, well, for example, let's say he's, I'm gonna give you an example. Like, we're out of there, right? I was talking to my brother this morning before I go to church, and then he said he ain't got no money. I looked at him. I'm like, dude, you work every day. You making money? How do you not have money? And I do the math. I said, look, if you bring in a thousand dollars home, right? You paying your rent, right? And you put a little bit of money on the inside for groceries, right? 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 And then after that. You probably used to know, take a look, maybe a couple hundred bucks from your pocket. What you going to do with the rest? You got to save it. Yeah. When you get paid again, basically you have that free money. Save that money. Invest that money. Don't put it in the bank. It's, put it's it in a mutual fund. Think about it this way, right? I, Harriet Tubman said, mm-hmm. I freed a thousand slaves. I could have freed a thousand more if they knew they were slaves. Right? So if this is all you know, then there's nothing else to look forward to. Basically... If this is what I know, I've been here. I don't. If, if I'm not a slave anymore, what the hell do I do? Where am I going? Where am I going to live? Where am I get my food from? You're conditioned into this into this way of thinking. So now, when it comes to people buying things, this is what I've been knowing. And then people get so caught up. You get caught up living a life. For some of us, some people, you get caught up living a life, and you get hit with those consequences from living that life. And then you mm-hmm. get stuck. 
Now you go do your time and you sitting in jail or whatever like that. Now you come out. Guess what? You can't get a job. Now it's guess a what? Cycle, man. Now I'm saying now you can't get a job, and the job that you can get pays you crumbs. You don't want that job, so you go right back to doing what it was that got you back in jail, and it keeps repeating itself because so, you can't, you can't, you can barely eat like that. So they basically put you in a second class society. This is what it is. This is what I call in it. America. They put you, yes, yes. right. They yeah, put we you, are the number one absolutely. consumer race on in the planet. On the planet, think about this for a second, man. Everything, any store we go to to get our fundamental items for survival, water. Food, toiletries, whatever, clothing. We're going to a white-owned store to get it. Walmart, yeah. white-owned. And even Shop if we right, wanted to go, to, even if we wanted to go to a black store to buy these things, there's not enough of them around for us to do it. Yeah, you can hold out and say I'm only buying at black shops, but you know how damn far you have to go to get what you can get at Walmart and at, a, at another black-owned and store. That, that black-owned store is going to be marked up more than it really is because they because don't have a lot. They of don't business, have business, so they gotta have to mark it up so they can see something off of it. Right. And then us. Black people, we want to deal. And you oh, know, and you know, back in the day, yep. we had our own businesses, and they burnt them all down. Black Black Wall Street. So even Black if we Wall try, Street. Anderson, they will get rid of it somehow. Like we are a threat, and they will not let us become an actual threat. Mentally, we're a threat because they still been talking about a race war for the last four hundred years. It's coming because they know once we. I don't think it's coming, but they're going to keep talking about it. But once we I decide if, if to it, lace up our boots and do the right thing, if it's going to be a race war, man, we won't win. Oh, we won't win. We won't can, win. Wait, hold it's up, too, hold up. Can I, can I say something, though? Say Unless Haiti going to help us. Right. Let's go, Haiti. Sorry. Make that okay. phone call, Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to say, I, w- I really was thinking about that all night, to be honest with you. I feel like people don't understand. They want you to start thinking that way. That's the whole system. They want us to be divided. To by, be the time, with you. by the time you listen, find listen out, you're divided. I'm, listen to what I'm saying. Talk though, basically, it. I feel like the whole system was, like, I'm pretty sure you guys heard about the New World Order. So basically, the only way for us, they have to keep us separately, socially, religious, like 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 class, and then right. even not with our education. So basically, the system was put together for some way, for some reason, right? Yeah. So you have to understand, you have to think it's bigger than just that. I feel like personally, it's a spiritually things. A lot of time I have to do both culturally, to be honest with you. So it's deeper than just racism. It's a lot deeper than what we think, to be honest with you. The only thing you think, listen, listen to what I'm saying is like, we have to go back. Like back, back to trace what happened, and it's hard for us to do that because just we don't have we don't have the information. We just told you what happened. We got raped of everything, but culture. They don't tell us that in school. Language. They, they told us we 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 voluntary slaves, involuntary servants, or something like that. They might have spoke on the. They board trying to re- talk about Columbus. No, McGraw about- Hill is trying to rewrite history out the books, man. Right McGraw, now, right now, yeah, yeah, yeah. right now, they in Texas on one of the textbooks, they said African and British servants. You know what I'm saying? And voluntary wow. service or something like wow. that. They didn't say they came over there and took us to bring us over here. They didn't say, they're not saying that. You know what I'm saying? So basically, all we got is us because, and this is something that I need to start doing more and that a lot of black pa- black people need to start doing more. My phone about we send our children to school for the education because they need those certificates. But we need to start, start teaching them at home as well. Right. Because Absolutely. they can take it out the Absolutely. books all they want. Absolutely. But as the parents, as the village... After school, and once again, the kids may not like it, we have to sit down with them and give them about an hour or two of our time and teach them where they come from and where they're but, headed bro, to. But, but bro, how many hard, of us, if nobody knows. And then on top of that. I agree with all of Then that. on top of that, after after mom or dad gets finished work, pick the kids up. Make dinner. Make dinner. You help know what I'm saying? Get ready for tomorrow. Help ready for homework. They Like, where's where is it coming from? 
You know what I'm saying? Like it, it really, like you said earlier, it's a village. You know what I'm saying? It can't just be solely just those parents or that one parent because most of them are one one household parents, one parent households working two jobs, just trying to just trying to do what it takes to be a normal parent or just give the life that it takes for a normal parent. So to take that time out to the side. It's gonna it's gonna have to be a more collective effort because I don't really see what we talk about the lost generation. I don't see a lot of parents from this lost generation being able to provide that information to their kids. Can to I teach can, them I, can I say something? Talk though? about it. Okay, so I remember right maybe a couple of years ago I was thinking because I watched my mom working two jobs. And my dad, he's working like a job, and he's basically, I never see him, but technically, to be honest with my you. My phone about to die on Periscope, man, so, so this live stream about to stop right now, folks. Appreciate so, you tuning in. So basically, like, I want you guys to understand, the system is set up in place for that reason, right? They're paying you minimum wage if you don't have a college degree, and they make, like, they make the college degree so valuable nowadays for you to have it, right? If you don't go to school, you don't have some type of skill or education, you can't really get a good paying job, right? Right, right. That's, that's the mindset they want you to have, right? And if you look at it, majority of us don't want to go to college because we can't afford it, right? right. And a lot, of, a lot of us don't want to get a student loans, or a lot of us can't get a, can't get a student loan because our parents have bad credit, right? Right. So basically, we forced to work two jobs, and when we do have a kids, so we can really able to provide for the family, and then with that being said, if you're working 40 hours a week for one job, working like maybe 30 hours a week for the other job, so you basically don't have time when you get home to spend time with your kids. Basically, they're keeping you away from your kids. Yeah. So when, you, when the kids go to school for like eight hours, right? Yeah. Basically, six, not, like six, six hours, yeah. but still, though, you're not six really spending time with your kids. If you think about it, it's only 24 hours in a day. You know what I mean? Right. So the six hours, they're spending with the school system, and when you get home, you have to cook. You have to clean. You have to do certain things, and then when, before you know, it's time to go to work, right? But, yeah, but well, the so basically, they control the wealth and they control you. They can, if they control, they control the money, right? They make you go to work every day for the hours or week or right. more. So they yeah. control you. So which means you don't have time for you to spend with your family. I, you know what? And I would just say that if you do have that type of schedule, I would say, listen, talk to your kids and let them know like a weekly assignment. Right. Understand? Like right, maybe right. Sunday. Maybe Sunday is everybody's free day. I don't know. But Sunday is the should day of rest. should be a family day. Your family, family should come day. together. And then you make the schedule for the week. And you say, children, this is what I need you to do for me during the week. So how many people don't know that? Well, that's well, that's the question that was asked. What can we do to change that? It's got to start somewhere. I mean, I this podcast is going to hit a certain amount of people. But this is the most that we can do for the you know, for the people as of right now. You know what My I can do? children are here. They're listening to it. Hopefully, they get something out of it. Um, whoever listens to this podcast, hopefully, they get something out of it. But listen, though, you know what we can do, especially for my young generation. I want to speak to everybody that like my age or older. I want to say like we have to understand certain things and we have to educate ourselves, right? Even though I go to college right now, I'm studying for architecture, but at the same time, I don't just go to college for architecture. I try to educate myself by reading, networking, be a leader. You know what I mean? Go to the um, leadership program, train myself certain way to think differently. But That's at the same time, right, I'm always seeking for more opportunity. Right now I'm thinking about having my own businesses because when I do think about it, the only way for me to be free, the only way for me to be free, I have to have my own businesses. Ooh, if I don't, right. if I don't, I'm still going to continue working for somebody else, hey, which man. I don't want to do. So you go well, ahead listen, and get those businesses, man. One of us in here better be one of your first listen to, listen to Listen to what I'm saying, though, right? So, the mindset is you have to think bigger. For example, when we're young, we have to look at it like, forget that, Jordan. 
You know what I mean? When they go to school, just do what they just do what you gotta Bro, do. It's, it's Don't. hard to tell your child that though, man. Like it's hard. because they only concerned with what they see the it, other kids exactly. in school with. Then you know y- your child gets. You know, bully, bully. Yo, that's a big thing. Listen, I have to overcome that. When I was in middle school, people that know me, I got my first fight because I was getting tired of Picton. I have to bring the Haitian out of me. I have to let them know. <laughs> Listen to what I'm saying, yeah, 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 yeah. I have to let them know I'm from Haiti. Don't mess with me, bro. That's cool. But let me tell you something. You know how many kids commit suicide for being bullied? True. Internet bullying. Internet bullying. But what, I, what I'm saying is, though, I remember I'm like, look, man, they really want to see who I am. I'm going to show them who I am. I remember this one kid was picking on me. A lot of kids got that uh, mentality from right here. Hey, who you talking to? I'm from West Trend. I'm see, from, I, don't, I, don't, I, yeah. I never claim that. I never say that. I just, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat that kid so bad. Let them know to not mess with me. The whole school was so scared of me after that. So <laughs> I want to switch gears for a second. If we okay. Can, you know what I'm saying? I want to I wanna, I wanna ask, do you think the mass incarceration uh, agenda has a direct link to the lost generation. Of course, Absolutely. of course, of course, of course. Absolutely. Now look, I'm about to read this list of countries off to you right now. You know what I'm saying? I did a little research. Like I, I like said, this man. He I does research. Ready, um, so you got India, okay, which got a population of 1.2 billion. Okay. What's their incarceration rate? 300,000. You know what I'm saying? How, so, how often? I don't know. I didn't. Okay. Yeah, all right, all right, cool. you got India, but out of billions, you got India, you got England, you got Canada, Lebanon, Japan. Germany, Israel, Argentina, and Finland. Wow. Now, think about this. Those countries all combined have a prison rate that is less than black men in America. Wow. Right wow. So, in, so in essence, it are more black men in prison than I just, in America, than I named in all of those countries. And it's about eight of them. Well, that's yo, crazy. That's crazy, yo. Because let me tell you something. If every state passes this marijuana law, right? Mm-hmm. Guess what? Less black men are getting locked up. So let's so let's so let's look at it like this: How many people was locked up because they smoked marijuana? That's oh, yeah. now about to be yeah. a legal thing. Now Clinton did that, by the way, too, for all y'all Clinton lovers. Clinton made that. Yeah, yeah. he did that. That three strikes or that mandatory minimum or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he did that. So for all y'all Clinton lovers that think he just he did everything for America, he didn't. Right. He did. There are more people in black people in jail right now under Clinton laws than any other president at any time. And just like they say, man, Gems. the jail is like the modern day slavery. And I right. can't, and I, I, I just don't want to go there. Like, I just can't see myself. And it's not like you're putting yourself in position because they'll just but think about this for a second. Not to cut you off. I'm sorry, bro. Go ahead, go ahead. Dr. Umar Johnson says the school, public schools are actually the a back door to prisons. Okay. You know what I mean? Just think of how school is structured. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. You sit in school all day. You, when you go to class nine times, especially elementary school, the teachers walking you. You got to walk in line. You got to walk in line. Damn. You know what I'm saying? When you sit yeah. in the cafeteria, you all you got to sit with your class. Think about how prison is structured like based with your on cell that. block. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And, yeah, and then like you might get like block. a few minutes of recess. Right. And right. then it's back are, to your block. Right. Back to the block. So it's it's in essence, it is a parallel kind of walk a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Because when people go to jail, like I know tons of dudes in the hood that know how to jail. With no problem, no, that know how to jail. Just go in there and, and be good. Yeah. How do you know how to jail? Like, how do you know how to jail? Yeah. Okay. Like, like, there's there's certain etiquette in jail that you have to follow. Like, for example, when you first get to prison, I've never been to prison. Okay. I'm not a felon. You know what I mean? But I've been arrested a couple times. I've been in that workhouse. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Ain't no joke. You know what I mean? But long story short, once you hit that prison, once you hit downstate, let's just say you get to your bunk, right? And you got a Snicker bar laying on your bunk. If you eat that Snicker bar, whoever put that Snicker bar there is coming back to re- recoup what they owe. 
And that might be your ass. That might be your commissary. Forgive me, kids. I'm sorry. That might be commissary. That might be money. It's, it's extortion. That's etiquette. They that's, need to know these things. You, know you don't want to go to jail. Like, okay. That's just one example, you know. Right. What I mean? Yeah, but that just goes to show further that that one example it goes to show you that, like you said, it's etiquette, it's protocol that you gotta follow when you when you behind those walls, and not just from the guards, from the, from the from the motherfuckers you gonna be bunking with, from the motherfuckers you gonna be eating lunch with and recess. So with mass incarceration, especially on black men, you know what I'm saying? Because they, you gotta understand, the power is in the family, on Earth. It's always been in the family. Look at mm. families from the world: Rothschilds, Rockefellers. You know what I'm saying? That's that trillionaire family, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Rothschild. Like trillionaire. Trillionaire. No, trillionaire. Trillionaire. trillionaire bloodlines, like man. The royal blood, they own like $500 trillion. Worth like $500 trillion. They set up banks over in England. That's how they got their bread. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So the power is in the family. So you, you, you take the black man who is the backbone of the family out of the family. You mass, incar- excuse me, mass incarcerate and miseducate him to where he's not present in the home. Now you got the mom, quote unquote, playing both roles. You feel what I'm saying? Walking Relying two jobs. Dependent on government, welfare, Medicaid. And then the government tells program. you you can't now, have a man you know in the saying? house. Now you can't have a man in the house. Because then, you're not going to get that money. And then you put the all seeing everything on it, child support. Uh, think, think about you know it, though. Think yeah. about That's it. Like the icing on the cake right Yeah, exactly. If you think about it, when we start depending on the government, it's how to control you. Yeah. Welfare. Yeah. Welfare, right? That's how they control the people. This is like welfare, Obamacare is the same thing. People don't really think about it, right? If I can control your your um your health and the welfare, guess what? I'm gonna say, look, man, if you don't act some way, I'm gonna take those things away from you. Guess what you're right, gonna do? Right, that's what he just said. That's yeah, why, that's that's why yeah. when a woman goes to uh, let's just say a woman goes to welfare after she's had a child. I, I need I need assistance, I need food stamps, I need health care. The very first thing they're going to do is ask you, where is the father? Where is the father? You don't know where the father is or you do know where the father is. That father's going to have to pay something. Some type of child support he's going to have to pay. He don't even know where you're going. He don't even know what's going down. <laughs> Trust me, I'm a vic. I, it happened to me. Yeah. It happened to me. My very first court appearance for child support, I'm in arrears. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And you don't even, and you didn't I don't even, even know. know. I didn't even know what was going on. But that just, that just lets you know that once they break down the family you can break down the power. And then that you know message is also trans is translated through the media as black fathers are no good when right. really they put us in these restraints right. or situations that make it so hard just to do the normal exactly, stuff. Exactly, bro. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. It, put, it puts the black man in a further bind. So then when it's portrayed in the media, black fathers aren't this, black fathers don't so do that. So when that son looking at it now, now he's growing up resentful. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was just about Angry. to say that. Think about that. The first thing a black boy does is just hate his father right. for not being there. Right. But what does that black boy do when he grows up? Does he become the best father he can be? Sometimes. It depends. Sometimes ladies. Now, trust me, ladies, I'm speaking to you directly. You got to watch how you raise your sons, man. Because the descent of the black man or whatever man you were dealing with that's hurt you or did you wrong anything, you'll end up raising your kid to become that same black man who you hate. Who, who has made you resentful and bitter and spiteful? Yep. I say that because we, as black parents, especially, I see a lot of black mothers overcoddle their kids. You know what I'm saying? To mm-hmm. where they are too protective of them and don't let them know the harsh realities of the world. So that can make them lost in a sense. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you don't have no connection, especially living in the hood, you got to have some type of connection. You want to know what's crazy? Gems. I heard this on Snapchat and I'm like, what? This girl, I guess she was hurt. She said to all you brothers, she didn't say brothers, so all you brothers who played me, I hope you have a daughter and my son and they date and blase. But you basically know where she was going. Right. Wow. Like right, she, right. she was so hurt that, that she, she wanted went, her she wanted her son to go out and do the same thing that people did to her. Right. right. And, and, and that's I almost said because I called myself. You this saw that? cycle, man. What? 
I almost said nigga. I caught myself. You just I'm, said it. I'm proud of myself. It's, it's I'm just saying. <laughs> but, but sometimes, I'm let's, just be, let's be honest, man. There are niggas out here, yeah. man. There are niggas, man. And then in some instances, the best guy could be a nigga himself. You know what I'm saying? Like, go, no, no, no. I said don't go in the yellow. Keep going, keep going. You know what I'm saying? Some some people, it, like the best guy, he can have all the quali- outstanding qualities ever, but he still has nigga tendencies. That doesn't make does that make him a bad person? No, you just did no, some nigga shit. I just think the reason why we do is it's, it's just a slave mentality. Bro. Right. That's that's just all I'm saying. Right. Like we can change the words, we can always change it. Cause put it like this: if anybody else said it, we get mad. Like to me, it don't make sense. Like like in order for these rappers to sell a million records, you have to sell it to white people. For the first time, I went to AC. Me and my brothers, my brothers went to AC. Right. And it was the first time I was actually in a party where the white people was just saying the N-word so freely. It's the first time I've seen it. I've always partied with other black people. But it's the first time I was in a mixed crowd and they're singing a song word for word. And I'm just right. like, Man, you never been to college party before? No. Nah. <laughs> no. So, so let me ask you this. Like, okay, so if you were at the 7-Eleven and you were walking out to 7-Eleven, you hear a white dude on his phone. And he's like, yeah, nigga, da 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 How would that make you feel internally? Like, would you have the, the gall to say something to him? Or were you just like don't have nothing to but do see, with me? But see, that's our thing. He is he talking to, or is he being like the NR, like the ER? Like no, he's just on he, the phone. When he, you just he, hear him say, "Yeah, nigga, did it, did I be right there, did it, like, or, like on some random stuff." I think I heard that in Miami. I was in Miami, and um, I don't know, if, I don't know what was going on. But we walking up the strip, and this guy was going off. I just kept it walking, like I just kept it walking. You know what I'm saying? It got nothing to do with me. I ain't about to be superhero and get locked up for something I don't know but what's see, going on. But see, also like, I wasn't saying anything. Because it's like You hear a lot of crazy shit During the day You know what I'm saying You hear a lot of crazy things Just randomly You, Me personally I'm not about to play Superman And, and confront every single situation That I might not be fond of Like you, I don't I don't know what this white guy Got on him right now You said nigga But at the same time Like you said I say it too So if it's If it's been made into a term That's a popular term And it's just Out there for people to say Willy nilly like, this is one instance out of how many? I just happened to right. come across this one. I mean, you know how to pick and choose your battles, though. You right. know what I'm saying? That's basically what you, I think you're saying. Here's, right, my, basically, yeah. here's my question for Anderson. Do you use the N-word? Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> Why? Why? Why, yeah. though? Why okay. do you use it? Listen, yeah, yeah, yeah. listen to what I'm saying. And who I, do you use it towards? When I first come to this country, to me, I feel like I was a baby because I was learning the new language. I was getting adapted to the culture, right? And some of the people that was teaching me how to speak it, they were telling me certain things, but I did not know what it meant. Okay. So, okay. you know what I mean? So, therefore, as I get older, I start to understand the definition of the word. Because when you, when I first came here, I grew up in Haiti. I'm not, like, in my mind, I don't have the close mindset between black and white. Because I never grew up that way. To right. me, the way I looked at it, to me, in my eyes, everybody was equal. Because okay. everybody that I know, I never, like, have voices against me when I was growing up in Haiti. So, you were saying the N-word didn't know what it meant? I didn't know what it meant. Yeah. Okay. Now, so when as, you learn what it as, meant... As I get older, I start to understand certain things. I don't know, man. This whole time, I'm saying that word. I didn't even know what it meant. And the more conscious that I get, as I get older, I start reading more. And I start going to the conferences. You know, I start having a better understanding what it meant. So and I never you stop using it. Stop using okay. it. Okay. And that's why I stopped listening to some music. Okay. Because I just I realized that there are certain things that to promote is not really adding any value to my life. It's not really helping me grow. Mm. And so, then people don't really look at it like that. If it's not helping me grow, I gotta let it go. I gotta. That's cut the it hard off. part about trying to go legit. It's like the music. Right. I, I love the music. It's like yo, just like because after a while, like you do some you do some things for so long, they kind of become a part of who you are. So. F- 
for me personally, for me to just cancel out rap music as a whole, that's different for me because I actually enjoy the music. And I think I'm smart enough to decipher what's real and what's just music. Can I, can I ask a question? I don't mean to change the topic, but I was thinking about it. Okay. Why do people think it's cool to sleep around with so many women? To sleep? Well, because we don't know. Well, uh, I don't know. It's, 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 it's a, it's a no, man um, The question thing, is one. why? It's a quote unquote man Well, thing. listen, listen, listen. Then, men in America, well, men all across the world. It's not right, but a man has always. You about to get me in trouble with this. <laughs> with the puzzle, man. Man. man has always had more than one woman. It's not this generation. Listen, it's but been it was it was different though. It was different though. Back in like all right in Africa, polygamy was to build the nation up. It wasn't for oh I got a, I got three wives and I'm yeah, banging yeah. all three of these wives. No, I have three families that I'm supporting. I'm over here. I got this fam this family over in this tribe. I'm mm-hmm. holding her down. She has her role. Her sister wife is over here. I'm building this family up. You know what I'm saying? Doesn't Akon have like seven wives? Yeah, Akon got like four or five wives. And he's African, right? He's African. But doesn't Akon have so it's a difference between wife and seven women and just sleeping around, right? Right. That's what you're talking about? Right. Right? Yeah, I'm saying yeah. Oh, yeah, but 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 Is it? Is there a difference? So does Akon does it make it right because Akon married them? I'm asking a question, Anderson. Oh, um, no. Okay, okay, but we don't know. But that goes with the misunderstanding and the miseducation. That and then we also, have. prostitution has been around since the 1800s, man. If you look at it, man, right? Old old white married men are the ones who are soliciting prostitutes more than anybody. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So right. it's not like it's, it's. I'm not. I don't know if you were uh, directing that question towards black men in general or just men as a whole. But I'm talking about men as like in general, especially I feel like in my generation, it's something people are more worry about, like slipping around. Girls in you. you know why though? Cause y'all is young, man, and y'all hormones is out of control, man. Yeah, but if you think about it, though, like the way I realize is like, as a young man, I kind of carry myself same way, and a lot of my friends are kind of pressuring me to do I certain think, things. I think the way you look at things, you you take your overall perspective, and you you look at it like, why aren't more people like, like me? Like this, yeah, like you know, me. That's how you're looking at, it. like, why don't they think like me? But you got to think of the way you were brought up. Like a lot of people don't have. A lot of people aren't brought up in certain ways, so you, like you, like I said earlier, a lot of people are left to think for themselves. And then, however you fall into whatever traps you fall into, sometimes those traps become comfortable for you, and you find yourself doing that over and over and over again. Because and you can't get out because you got comfortable with it. Now you know it's not right, and you're trying to figure out how to stop or how do I do better. And you don't have another way to substitute for what you're doing wrong, so you get stuck falling into the same trap over and over. And let me tell you something: as males, we need to love ourselves. That's one of the keys. We don't know what we're out here doing like we like be honest with you how many, how many of us knew we were actually hurting women when we were doing what we were doing right our thought process was we're going to enjoy ourselves which is the guy selfish not but you don't know that you learn that over time when you get of age and you realize man i played a part in this you don't right. know right. a lot yeah. of this we're not right. going in there some people are there's a difference between ignorance and is ignorance out there difference between ignorance and you just being young and dumb and just making mistakes. Quick question, quick question though. So when you come, when you start to realize those things, how do you change it? Just, you settle it, down it, with one woman. It, it, it starts with us, man. It yeah. starts with us and each of our individual homes, man. Because people doing the same thing they were doing 20 years before. That's, yeah, I get it. I but get it's getting it. worse though. It's getting worse. It's getting a lot worse. Because guess what? 
if us three, like, if us three change, not change, because we're all on a great path that we're on now, but imagine if us three started a class, we said we're going to do this, that, and the third. We still got to fight television. We got to fight mm-hmm. social media. Yep. We got to fight the other kids. My two children are here right here. I can tell them everything they need to know, but they still have to go to school with kids who aren't getting their education, and then they got peer pressure. And then I need to trust in them that they're going to have me and their mom and their you know their grandparents and their their other family members in the back of their head and saying, nah. At the end of the like day, that. everybody everybody learns on their own time. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, That's true too. Everybody wakes up at different periods of their life, you know right. what I'm saying, depending on what's going on. So it might not be happening right now, but I remember when I was a kid, you know what I'm saying, if somebody told I, my mom told me all the right stuff at home, but when I walk out that door, I still got to be who I am, and I got to figure this out for myself. When you t- when you telling a kid, like a grown man, if I'm 30 years old and I'm talking to my nephew who's 15 years younger than me, he's not looking at it from a perspective of a 30-year-old man. He's looking right. at it from a, a perspective of a 15-year-old right. kid. Right. He still has to walk in the shoes of a 15-year-old kid, so I can give him all the knowledge and feed him all the information in the world, but he doesn't know what it is because he hasn't experienced it i've experienced it so i know the difference you don't experience life is his own best teacher you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like you can read the book and you can write the words and you can understand it fully but no you can't understand it fully excuse me until you walk in those shoes basically that's what i'm saying you don't know until you actually do it we haven't touched on yet talk about it that's kind of big with the lost generation teen pregnancy okay okay Okay. wait a minute speaking of which yo so for years i and you can go back to your parents generations for this one Pregnant teens was was a bad thing. It was terrible. And I know where you're going with this. Pregnant things was a yep. bad thing. It was terrible. Yep. Now they got a TV show called Teen, Teen Mom. Pregnant. Teen Mom, 16 so, and pregnant. 16. So what does that do? Oh, if I get pregnant, I can get on this TV it show. Forces it forces it. It brings it right back. It's a good thing. It's a Maybe check. It's a good thing. You know what I'm saying? It's a check. Based on my experience, you know what I'm saying? I was 17 when my daughter was born. You know what I'm saying? I was a senior in high school. You know what I'm saying? I had to drop out of high school to... Support my daughter, you know what I'm saying? Right. Why would you do that? Why? Why? Because he had a daughter. I have a child, you know what I'm saying? And my father never took care of me. I've seen my father two times in my whole 33 years on earth. You feel what I'm saying? Uh So for me becoming a father, that was huge for me. That set off a fire inside of me and set off light bulbs that inside of me saying, you know what? You have to become a man. You have to be a man. I can go back because school not for everybody. Okay. True, 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 true. So I knew I was smart enough to go and take the GED without having to go to night school and study for it. You right. understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So what I did was I sacrificed my education for my child mm. to make sure she was good. I was, I've been full-time working since I was 17 years old. You feel what I'm saying? So it woke me up. But I don't think it's waking a lot of other teenagers who are having babies because up. it becomes a fad. It's a fad. It becomes teen a fad, moms. and it's just something to do now. One one teen girl have a baby now. Her best friend wants to have a baby, so they babies can grow up together. Right. You know what I'm saying? Not knowing that you really attributing to the the destruction overall. Exactly. exactly. I personally think if we actually turned off the televisions and turned yes. off the music, yes, we the will movies. all be in a better situation. But like I say, I can't tell my kids. What to do and how to do it, and then send them back out there to the zombies. Right, it has to just be like a community thing. Let's see. To. I also think that it, it has to be a clear understanding of what's real and what's not. You know what I'm saying? Like I, me personally, I've always been the kind of kid like I can listen to that music. I can listen to a song about somebody getting shot. 
I'm not going to go shoot nobody. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I can listen to a song about people selling drugs. I'm not going to go sell drugs. But I can. I'm, I was, you got to be clear enough in your own mind to be able to tell the difference between what's real and what's not. But you got and a lot of from, parents, though. Right. A lot of kids. Like, like I said, I was 17. So I was still a child. Raising a child. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So you got a lot of kids that's raising kids that aren't aware because their parents never showed them. Made them aware. You right. know what I'm saying? Because Big Mama gone. Yeah, you know all the big mamas and big mamas is gone. These females, twenty years old, don't even know how to cook a meal, a meal for their family. Yeah, you feel what scary. I'm saying? Yeah, I know chicks that buy corner store food every, every day, day for their kids. Jesus Christ, you know what I'm saying? You know, Jesus Christ, South the cook. arteries. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> Shout, Shout out to South Cook Cheese Steaks, man. Shout out to South Cook Cheese Steaks. Yo, where's my? I got one the other day. Yo, he, he it was upsetting, man. Yeah, it was mad soggy, like my bread. Ah, but when you took it out the aluminum foil, it's always a hit or miss, man. man. But when they hit, they hit. But yeah, though, man, I think I think babies raising babies is an attribute to the lost generation, right? Man. Because, because I think those babies raising babies are part of the lost the generation. The mother and True. the father are still trying to find themselves, right? True. So right. how can I? Teach? So it's like I don't I don't feel like watching this kid tonight. You know right. what I'm saying? Where you at? What you doing? I'm I'm, I'm only 18. Yeah, I'm trying to go to Palmer's or something. Grandma, like, right. house. grandma. They see a lot of we got some punk ass grandmoms out here too. Punk yeah. ass grandparents too. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, I'm I'm just no, nah, that's real, real shit. Because I or I the grandparents know, are younger now. Exactly. My mom is only 50. Mm. You feel me? She got a 15 year old granddaughter, so she was what 30. 33 when I, she had a baby when I had a baby. She was 33 as a grandma. Jesus. I know she was sick as hell. That's like being a grandpa right she, now. Bro, I know she was going yo. to be upset. Yo, it's like being a grandpa it? right Somebody now. Somebody we went to the deuce with. Yo, I'm not naming no names. I'm not naming no names Shout at out all. to Junior you know 2. Shout out to Junior 2. You feel me? But a young lady we went to the deuce with, she had a baby at 15. Her baby just had a baby at 15. Jesus. Feel what I'm saying? So Damn. she was 30 years old, a grandma. Jesus, man. Yeah, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? A 30-year-old grandma. She holding it down. She done made him hella, I, you know, I know her. You know what I mean? I talk to her every now and again. You know what I mean? She had made hella sacrifices for her kids, but her life is not the way she wanted to be because of the sacrifice she had to make for her kids. And that's what she continually has 15, to make now. She's, she's been taking care of a child. Now it's like you're starting over. Exactly. Basically. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we got, to, we, our, us, in our 30s, our mid-30s, us men have to stand up. And take this back, man. We hey, got to stand um, up, man. I'll Gems for that one, man. I'll say this. Um, we got Anderson and we got Anthony. Anderson, no, uh, we're going to close <laughs> Anthony this. Anderson. Wait, we wait, hold on, hold on. I still have <laughs> a lot of things yeah, to yeah, say. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Don't cut off the Haitian sensation. We're going to close this, and I just wanted to say, if you have anything left to say, say it now. That's what I was about to say. Go ahead. Oh, okay, okay. So, <laughs> you know, like, I was sitting there just listening to everything you guys saying, trying to understand, trying to look, look, to look at certain things differently, right? And then um, I was going to say, because I'm not perfect. I'm a young kid. You know, right. I'm only 21. Sometimes things going to come on my mind. I'm like, nah, I ain't going to do that. Right? But at the same time, I will realize something, right? For me to be able to help other people, especially young people like me, I have to live my life a certain way. You know what I mean? I'm not going to go out there and preach to them and tell them how it is because I know sometimes I don't want to hurt that. So what I do is I carry myself a certain way, the way I do certain things because I know they're watching me. Right? So basically... I try to influence them with what I do. Right. Because people, you have to understand, as a human being, when we see some things, we see it. We remember the certain things, right? But me telling you, you listen, but when you go out there, you don't even remember what I tell you. Right. 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 So I personally feel like we should stick responsibility, right? We have to get to know ourselves, understand what we're doing, and then just... Just be honest with yourself, man, because I feel like a lot of young people, especially the grown mans, we're not really honest with ourselves. Gems. Gems. We, we, we keep making excuses for certain things we should have been taking care of 20 years ago. A lot of us do that. I got and it. And yeah. we, don't, we don't want to admit it that we're wrong. 
Sometimes we get we let our pride get in the way. It's called ego, man. Yeah, we get our pride and ego get in the way. Don't understand, look, man. Maybe I'm really doing something wrong. Maybe I should change the way I think. Maybe I should change the way I eat. Maybe I should change the way I manage my money, right? So a lot of time we don't do that. I feel like we should start being honest with our stuff and start to understand a lot. Maybe I need help. You know what I mean? And we get so pride and ego, we don't want to go seek for help. Gems. Shout All out right. to the gems. Hey, and, hey, and you got hey, anything hey. you want to add to that closing, last remark? Closing notes. I mean, closing notes, man. I got two. So man. I got. Number one, man, if you a black man over the age of 30 and you have kids, whether you have kids or you don't have kids, you need to be sponsoring somebody, man. You need to be going to the hood, grabbing up your little nephew, your cousin or something, and you need to be mentoring them, man, teaching them right for wrong, making sure they're on the right path, man. Each one, teach one. You know what I mean? Each one, teach one. Um. Gems. Second point, um, August 20th, 2016, that's a Saturday, Garfield Park, Trenton, New Jersey, book bag drive, second annual give to give book bag drive, man, trying to give out 100 book bags and school supplies to the kids, um, got, I already got about maybe a case of book bags right now, um, we're going to have hamburgers, hot dogs, sodas out there, man. What time? What time um, is two, kicking off? 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. I mean? Garfield Park, Trenton, New Jersey, book bag drive. Holla at the man Aunt Rube if you need more information on One that. One last thing. If you have kids, take care of your kids. <laughs> just saying. My right. dad didn't take care of me. Look at me now. Right. I'm right. just saying. Take care of your kids because you never know how he's going to turn out in the future. It's, it's real refreshing take care of your to kids. see a young man right now. I've never heard a 21-year-old man talk like that. On. Hey, with shoes I, I on, told him a that. down shirt, he ain't got on man. No he don't got no he skinny shot. jeans on. He don't got no joggers. He look like a man. He, he looks like a man. That's about like his man. business. Shirt, man, shirt tucked you, in. Absolutely. Tell him how you see me at work. Salute, man. Same way. <laughs> hey, Fresco, you got somebody you need to dig a hole? You know what? I don't have a dig a hole this okay. week. I don't. I was going. Um, I was going to aim my dig a hole this week at Hillary Clinton and the Democratic Convention, but. Sure. I spoke on it a little bit on my YouTube page. You know what I'm saying? I don't really want to be the dead horse. But what I do want to say in my closing remarks is that shout out to both of these brothers for coming through today and sharing that knowledge that they shared with us today on the podcast. From two brothers, different worlds. From know two that, different man, worlds. You know what I'm saying? Um, at the end of the day, black men, it, it, it starts within a home, basically. It starts within a home, man. Father your kids. And like my man Ant said, if you don't have kids, grab your nephew. Grab your little cousin. Because I currently have a cousin right now that's in a situation, and he, he it's a bad situation. And I try my I try my best to, to try to give him a different avenue of a different path to walk towards so he can get away from what was getting him into trouble and then landing him into trouble. And it really, I think about him every day, and it messes me up. End of the day, man, yo, knowledge yourself. Once you learn yourself, then you can teach other people other things, then they can learn themselves and be better, man. Respect. All right, and we're going to end this podcast with that. Subscribe to us on iTunes, the Podcast Brothers, Google Play. Check us out on SoundCloud. You can email us at my, my podcast at Gmail, and you can holler us on Twitter and Facebook, and you can holler us individually, man. Podcast Brothers, Episode 8. Hitting yep. in the building. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs>